Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Welcome to the first ever Outlaw Blitz interview with my co-host Winnie. We are bringing you live today the man, the myth, the legend, the Duke, Tommy DeSico. Good evening, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is our first interview. It's definitely been uh, long awaited, so we're glad to have Tommy here tonight. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here tonight with you guys. Having a good time so far. Yeah, off the air, we we're just BS and kind of getting Tom used to you know what what the next hour or so will bring. Uh, we were told some certain no-no, so we don't get him in trouble with Donnie. But, right, uh, right off the bat, though, uh, thank you for the sponsorship so far. Absolutely. You see what your sponsorship has done for us, and in just four episodes, we've improved so much. Uh, see, I and thought I was just buying part. beer there, you know. I <laughs> no. was just buying beer and yeah, some now, chips. Now you, know? you see all the equipment, you see <laughs> yeah. how good it looks. I thought that the, the, the wings, chicken wings, were, were coming here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually slimmed down. We, we went, instead of food, we got good equipment here. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, but, uh, no, that's we're, great. We're glad to help you. I hope this is helping you, and uh, you're definitely helping us. So I don't know if you've heard any feedback from us out of here off the podcast i know a couple people asked for your number we put it out there so hopefully are you have you been busy yes yes been very busy with uh business uh we've been paving ourselves uh every day you know we've been really doing a great job out there um you know and and uh just hard work you know just putting it in you said your book solid for a little while now too. yeah we're all we, we've been book solid for probably two to three weeks every month out Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a wild ride. So it's it's been great. You know, I, I'm not complaining because we're we're definitely having a good time. And then in between, so, people are filling in those gaps, right? Yeah, we're filling in gaps. You know, we're doing a, a lot of side work stuff. You know, some Saturday work. You know, just keep uh, the guys want to work, so they want to make some money, and and that's what we're doing. You know, absolutely. Well, that's not bad. So we'll 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 bring you along, and uh, you know, we won't we'll get we'll get to your business, obviously. Sure. So what we might as well tell everybody right now, this, this episode is going to be brought to you by Tommy DeSico Paven. You just heard Tommy, 845-901-5442. If you need any uh, paving, stonework, excavation, seal coding. You do seal coding too. Yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, give him a call. He's not one of these gypsies. He'll show up and uh, you know do a good job for you. Um, so just a little bit of background real quick, make sure we're, we're on the same page here. Okay. Born in Kingston, New York? Born in Kingston. February 6, 73. 73. Great nice. year. Yep, yep. Mets went to the World Series Mets. that year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was swimming around my dad's balls. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even thought of yet. You guys were a little uh, behind me yet. A little bit. Yep. Mom and dad, Tom and Mary? Yes. And then you got a sister? Yep, yep. Janelle. One yep. sister? Yep. 
Awesome. And we talked to your, your your awesome wife, Donnie, and then you got Griff and Ava. Yeah, I got a uh, 10-year-old and a, and a 12-year-old uh, boy and girl, you know, Griffin and Ava. And Ava's little Tommy. Ava's all <laughs> little Tom. That's all there is to it. Yes. God bless you. God bless. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Kingston then. So you were you were originally a Kingston guy, right? Yeah, we uh I was I was uh in Kingston till um about Griffin's probably, age? Probably right around Griffin's age, 12, 13, we we decided to move to Saugert, uh, Glasgow, yeah. uh Saugerties, uh, town of Saugerties. Um we were there in uh 85, I believe it was, 80, 85 right around there. So basically you went to grade school in Kingston then came to Saugerties for junior high. I did one year at uh MJM uh okay. behind the high school. Okay, uh, yep. one year there. Uh did um, which is not there anymore. No. <laughs> no things have changed now yeah. for sure. Um then we moved up to Saugerties and I I I started 8th grade okay. in in, in High Junior High. So the legend in Kingston from what I was told was uh, you were the hard-throwing righty, and Freddie Tampasis, the guy that owns Dallas Hot Dogs, was the lefty. The lefty. So you guys were the one-two punch that would win all the games in Kingston. Yeah, we played uh, one year of Babe Ruth down in Kingston uh, together on now, the same team. Which Little League did you play in? Because I know Kingston has a bunch. They had five back then probably, yeah. right? Yeah, well, they had uh, three, uh, four. National, three, American, National, American, Not Hill, yeah. the Not Hill League. Um I played over in American, uh, over at the Town Kingston Army. Oh, okay. okay. Yep, yep, yep. There, okay. there Army, yeah, yep. the Armory. Um, we played over there. I started over there and then uh, finished Little League over there. And then I went to uh, Herzog's Plaza to play uh, Babe Ruth. Yep, that's we, when I was in 13-year league in Sorgas. We played games down there. Right. Kingston teams. Yes. Um, did you play in any other sports as a kid? Uh, no. No, I don't. I don't think when we were that, kids there was that much sports around. There I mean, wasn't. You might have had like a, the basketball in the wintertime. I'm sure Pop yeah. Warner was there, but it wasn't like it is today with youth football. There, there was very little, little very little football at the time when I was a kid. Uh, organized football at yeah. that time, so yeah, um, we didn't do that. And then, and then the soccer was, you know, so, not my thing. Not so. my thing. Yeah, <laughs> not, not our thing. So. Did you get your Atari before you moved to Saugerties or after you moved to Saugerties? Funny story about that. <laughs> we talking about the old 2600? Are, are you t- I, I jo- don't even know with what... the joystick? Listen, yes, it had the joystick. It was a it was a it was a I, I'm not very... sure how you could play it though if the if you're going to tell the story. I'm telling how, the story. How did you play it? <laughs> okay, cuz I know tough. where this is going. <laughs> it was very tough. The only reason I got that Atari was <laughs> I decided to ride a bicycle off a cliff into the back of a bathroom wall at the Hutton Park. Oh, okay. The trail was a little bumpy, and I took a little ride, and I took a spill. And when I took the spill, I went jumping off the backside. What kind of bike was it? That was a Huffy. A little little Huffy. Hunter, black was one with yellow, yellow mags on it. Nice. Yeah, it, it was a real classic. You don't see the mags around no. that morning. Did it up. survive the fucking fall? Uh, you know what? The, I think I think my dad probably ran it over with the bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> I broke both arms. Holy I had shit. a concussion with a massive eye injury, um, severe eye injury. Uh, surprised I could see it today. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a brutal brutal fall. Holy was shit. it yeah. more brutal that you broke both arms or that your mom had to wipe your ass? Yeah, that was <laughs> at twelve years old. No, I I was ten. Or, I was, oh, you were I 10. was ten years old oh. when that happened. So, so was, this was before. So Saugerty. it was kind of yeah. It was definitely before Saugerties. It was kind of it was kind of all right because I was quite young yet. So all right, good. Yeah, all right. 
But yeah. that 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 brought the Atari. That brought the Atari because you know that was the first day of summer for after school. Now you're serious. Oh man, you're first, seriously first day first off. day of summer vacation. You're summer seriously vacation. injured here. Seriously, does Big Tommy whoop your ass? He, he did not whoop my butt, but I you know I really thought that uh, he was going to be mad at me, but you know he was he more was, concerned. He was more concerned at that point. Yeah. Did you ever get the what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> uh, i not. I can't recall that. No. No, I just got the the nod, you know, the big nod from him, and and he just looked at me when I was laying in the hospital bed. Did you actually spend extended time in the hospital? No, not too long, not too long. Okay. They put casts on me there, you know, and, and pretty out. much set me free. Would you, you have know? a broken orbital or something? In your uh, eye? Yeah, the whole side of my my eye was was smashed apart. And and we didn't Jesus. wear helmets back then, so what oh, the fuck was yeah. a bike helmet? What right. was a bike helmet? You beat back up then? the kid that had the yeah, helmet on. Even, like, what I do you can't have a helmet remember. on for? <laughs> oh, that's oh, I don't, sorry about that. Asshole. <laughs> the um I can remember though, being a Sorgerty's kid, being jealous of the Kingston kids because you guys had killer bike shops in Kingston. Oh we, we had, had nothing. We had Jane's awesome. Way. You had Brant's, I Brant's. believe it was one. There was one on, on Broadway. There was one on Broadway. Uh, and there was another one over on um shit by Kingston Fine Jewelers on that street too. Yes. Yep. So Kingston bike had brothers. three killer yeah. bike shops and Sorgerty's ain't had dick. Oh you could go you could you could ride your bicycle to that bike shop, any of them, and grab whatever you needed right off the shelf because they all had everything right there and go back to the house and put it on you know you Perfect. didn't have to worry about oh it'll be ordered or uh, the warehouse isn't full or, yeah. or they've yeah. got to ship it from t- today's from nonsense. california yeah you know? yeah a little sidetrack there your boy has a little glasgow mod Gla- shop out of your, 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 your out of your garage i got more bicycle parts in there than the kingston three shops <laughs> no, yeah, but, but that's awesome because that is, that kids today awesome. don't do that no they, they really could, don't do that him and his gang been been uh, building bikes and then they they refurbish them and sell them. Sweet. And now so. and now did you hear they got the Guido Lawn Care going? Yeah, Guido Lawn Care. Yeah, they, That's, they uh, built. Yeah. They went to Home Depot, yep. Boston, Griffin, Marco, them guys, and they built a trailer to tow with their bikes because they're gonna go mow lawns with weed whackers and stuff. Yep. That is awesome. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. And then I, when I got home and I saw it, I said to them, "Boys, you might want to think about rebuilding that trailer because I think it's a little narrow. You got to get it a little wider." The next day, they went to the Home Depot, got all the new wood and everything. They pulled it all apart, called me up. Dad, bring the power saw home. I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, That's they're, good. they're I mean, engineering, boy. These aren't the kids that are sitting behind the Xbox they do that too. Well, they do enough for <laughs> but that. But not twenty three hours a day. They're outside doing right. shit, and that's great. Yeah. Now they've been they've been wrenching there with uh, one of the makeshift toolboxes, old craftsman toolboxes, you know, and and they've been uh, making things work down there. Good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's been awesome. That's good. So, growing up, what was your favorite sports team? Uh, the New York Yankees. New York Yankees. Uh, yeah. Back then, they sucked. In the eighties, they sucked when we were. Yeah, kids. they were. Late seventies, when you were five, you had Reggie Jackson, all that stuff. That was great. Yeah. Then, let me let me defend them though. They had the most wins out of any franchise in the eighties, but, but never, never won a playoffs. fucking thing. Never yeah. won. Nothing. No, after yeah. eighty one, they didn't. That was it. They didn't, yeah. For fifteen years yeah. to ninety six. Right. Um. So and you weren't a really big football fan growing up? No, nah, I didn't. You know, we didn't ever really watch any football there. Um, we, we were too busy working. You know, just not right. I, and you, you know. worked for your dad, and right? I worked for my dad. And you know, when I was, you know, about well, Griffin always has his old. work boots yeah. on, so you, I, yeah. I, I see it. Who, who was your favorite Yankee when you were a kid? Well, my my favorite guy was uh, Ron Guidry. Ron Guidry, yeah, Gator. Of, the Gator. Yeah, he was he was something. 
Is that why you got that gay mustache right now? (laughs) (laughs) The first baseball glove I ever picked out, being a left-hander, was a Ron Guidry glove. Ron Guidry, yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was a good ball player. Yeah, Yeah, so so Yankees were your favorite. Yep. Uh, Guidry was that. Who was your childhood hero? Oh, boy. Who would you aspire to be That if it wasn't a baseball player? Like, who were you like, that guy is the guy? Um, Jeez, I don't know. Don't even... say Ron Jeremy or John Holmes either. No, the no. Is, those you, those, you, were, those you, guys came later on. You, <laughs> literally, you came <laughs> later on. You come across as so down to earth that I don't think you were the kid sitting home watching movies and shit like that. No, no. We, we were always out on our bikes until, until dinner time. And we got called for dinner, and then you came home. And then you came the home. Light. And then, and then you went right back out. You yeah. know, you very little TV time. I think uh, most of the TV time we watched when I was a kid was on Saturday morning cartoons. That's it. You know, you watched a little bit that of that. That was our time till like 10, 30, 11. Then 10, you 30, 11 o'clock. That's when everybody woke up and, and took did, off on their bikes. Did you like the Hulk Hogan wrestling cartoon? Oh, back in the day? Hulk Hogan was an awesome guy. You That's know, right. I mean, that was, that, that, he was a classic. Very yeah. few people our age didn't like wrestling. That's a, yeah. Yeah, a big thing. Yeah. Back then. Yeah, back then. then, right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I didn't really have a hero. Uh, your dad, you know, your I always I always looked up to my uncles and my aunts and stuff. My, my uncles were pretty much my mentors. You know, my uncle Vince, uh, he was he was a real inspiring person. You know, for and, and what he do for a living? Well, he was a, a, mechanic, uh, he was a mechanic for I don't know, probably close to fifty five years almost. Wow. Yeah. Was he that like cool uncle that took you to all the different douche things? Well, and, no. Or did stuff with no, you or anything? My, my, we we really didn't go places, you know. My my uncle he would just take me under his wing and show me a lot of his knowledge that he had for fixing stuff, you know, and, and we always were in the shop every Saturday morning. Well, that's paid he, off because this past winter you needed it with oh, this yeah. COVID stuff. Absolutely. You were in a shop fixing everybody else's stuff. I did, I did. I, I that was one of the Nice trades of being able to do stuff and have a garage and keep going. You well, know? It's, what's funny is it's, it, it comes across as a stereotype, but it's really not. Like my grandmother's side of my mother's side of the family was an Italian family from yep. East Kingston. It's, it just seems to be that everybody that I know that's an Italian from, from Kingston or that area is very family-oriented. Very and that's family, the way it yeah. stays. Well, oh, yeah. we had my, my grandmother had eight of them. Wow. And, and uh, when... Um, and in a few years, you know, within a few years of everybody being married and everything, she had uh, 16 grandchildren right off the get-go. Wow. You just yeah. equals don't slow down. Huh? No, no. We keep going. Buddy. Nine months apart, baby. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, you know. Oh, my brother can't of... have a kid, and I don't have one. I better get it going. Yeah, before my grandmother passed away, there was 32 grandchildren. Oh, oh holy. Yeah. So no a, wonder why everybody's a cousin I mean, to a cousin. You know, cousin. About, about 15 of them were great-grandchildren. You know? wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, there was a big family. You know, Turkey, to, uh, Thanksgiving, let me tell you, Thanksgiving was one of the best days because everybody was there at my grandmother's and it was a mile long tables for everybody to sit at. So, you've probably experienced what I see going in my, in my mother's family in years past where my grandmother had a niece that was older than her. Uh huh. Yep. Because of the span of the ages of the children. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, some of us, uh, some of us are just in our right category. The, the first sixteen are yep. good. The first sixteen, you know. And then, it, and then after that, <laughs> after it that, jumps. I have no idea. After that, I lost track. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, so you grew up. You had idols. Yep. You did all that. You graduated high school. 
We heard you were the king of the flamingo back in the day. King of the flamingo, boy. Let me tell the you. Flamingo. Oh, flamingo. Boy. That was the hot spot. That was that the was, hot spot. Listen, let me tell you. I danced my night off all, all, every time I went in that place. I'll tell you. We had a good time we used to have. That's I heard I heard there was a thing. <laughs> I heard there was a line said, if the Duke knows her, the Duke's had her. The Duke's know her. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You can't, you can't verify I, that? I can't verify that one. So we're gonna. That's like like Loch Ness and the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's like yeah, legend. Yeah, it's that's a legend. Stuff of legend. It's legend. Well, we it's said the man, the myth, the legend. That's it. That's right. Stuff of legend. Definitely. Stuff of legend. The legend. Duke. Yep. Um, so that that brings you around. Like, you work here. You grew up here. You did all this. Now you coach. We. This is how we met. We, right. Griffin played football for me uh, when he was in flag, five years old. Yep. And then that's where I met you. And then right. uh, baseball. We've coached baseball together. We coached football together. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and I, th- I think the first time I met you, did you come out to West Camp to the – we ran like a coaches thing out there at the well, firehouse? Well, we Yeah, the first time I met with oh, yeah. you was yeah. when we had uh, – a few of us went out to that uh, yeah, fire department. I, yeah, yeah, I was we still president at the time. And and George, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, we had some pizzas and, and hung out there and looked at some of the um, film and stuff yep. that you guys had and, and how you're running uh, defense and offense oh, yeah, and stuff. Yep. And, yeah, so that was the beginning of it. That was. For sure. The genesis. That was, yes. Now, what, what made you, besides the love of the sport, what made you coach? What makes you keep coming back? Because there's, like this year <laughs> on our football program, your son – is on my my squad, but you're coaching the squad above. Right. right. So it it takes like Highland and I coach for years without kids. What what is it in you that makes you want to coach these kids, even if your kid's not involved? Well, I'll tell you, you know, um, for 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 both things, for for the love of the game that I'm I'm, I, I'm passionate about. I, I really I love football. You know, I love the baseball. Um, the, the the older boys. I just like to see them perform and see what kind of expectations I expect out of the younger guys to get up to the next level. Yeah. And I'm experiencing how much speed we have with the 14-year-olds. You know, how much how good hands, how much how much they can well, catch the ball. So what good. puberty does. And what right, <laughs> what what it is to a becoming of a, of a, a, into a man, you know, uh, growing up. And, and listen, you know? you've been around since Griffin was in flag. So you've seen a, a child, many children develop from that age up to fourteen. Up to fourteen, and it's phenomenal. It's staggering to see the development. Look at the had. success of yeah. a Buley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Buley was a phenomenal so, success. Yeah. Wasn't sure of himself the first year he played. We we dug in deep. We got some more out of him, and then Tennessee last year. Yeah. We cracked up. him right open, and yeah. now he's growing tremendously. Mm. And that, yeah. that, to me, as a coach, that's that's what makes my heart full. Absolutely. Is when you see these kids that. You know, they, they find something they like. Or how many kids are bullied that come to us and they're part of something and it brings them out of their shell and now they got buddies? And- Absolutely. The confidence level that they gain with coming with us, uh, it, it, it's just astronomical. You know, I mean, they they feel comfortable with us. They like to they like to be coached by us. That's that's one of the best things, you know. Um, and they enjoy the they enjoy being with their peers. You know, they, right. they want to yeah. they want to be with them guys. And if if they're part of a group as, as football is because it's a group sport, you know, they they fit in. Right. They right. fit in. And the thing is, is uh, from the out, you and I have said this for many years when we coach together. A lot of people don't like us from the outside, but when you're from outside of our teams, right? But when you play for us, very the the kids love to play. Yeah, I you know 
for example, I had a mother uh, for baseball said to me the first beginning of practices, don't yell at my son. And I said, well, your son's not going to get any better if I don't yell at him. And it's not how I'm, it's not what I'm yelling. I said, you got to listen to what I have to say, not how I say it. That's one of my famous that was, that was one of the old things I had to say. You know, Do not listen to yeah. how Coach Tom says it, but right. listen to the message. Listen to what, he's listen saying. To what yeah, I have right. to say. And, and, you know, the mother last night couldn't thank me enough, and the father, of how much confidence their kid has on the mound now and throwing the ball. Right. And, 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 he, and he became an outstanding ball player for baseball and for, that's for what made and that's what brings you back every time absolutely and, and touching on what you said george and you i'm sure you'll agree ask anybody that got to experience those five days in tennessee yeah and they will agree with us a thousand percent absolutely yeah. now that there was the best trip of, of all time i was just yeah, gonna absolutely. say look to your left and what yeah. does that what does that mean to you yeah that that picture right there is more than a thousand thousands of words i just got chills just, looking at it yeah yeah i mean every time you see that picture when you turn the corner in your bedroom or your your hallway in your or office you wherever that, yeah you just a memory comes back to you and it's not even the same memory you know well, you've got I mean, so many so many were made that oh way. yeah that's good time. For, for those 30 people involved that right. were in the inner tight circle of that, the bus, from the time we got on the vans, under the lights, yeah, we, which which was a surprise. That when was the fire trucks outstanding off. send-off. The, walkie I mean, t- the walkie-talkies all the way yeah, down, yeah, all the way yeah. back. Oh, my goodness. So yes. those 30 people, 30, 20 years from now, we're going to see some of these kids in a bar or at a restaurant, and, Absolute, and yeah. that is going to be the go-to moment. Absolutely. Sure they are. Sure they will. You know, hey, coach, let me buy you a beer since you right. took me down there to Tennessee right. with right. you, you know. Um, and these kids might not even realize since it Since you yet. bought me filet mignon and crab legs, I'll Thanks. buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Who, had, who ordered the extra that crab legs? Was, uh, <laughs> Mr. Barbaria. Yeah, Mr. Barbaria today. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a heck of a trip, you know. I mean, we, we created uh, – some great memories, and, and we, you know, a lot of people kind of were shy about us, not really talkative and stuff. And now it's kind of opened up to them that hey, you know, we are we're a good guy, a set of guys here, you know, and and we care what about I, our community sports. What I hope is that that group of kids can look back on that and draw from that as they grow to have that confidence to do better, to excel. That group of kids right there will go right on through high school as best friends. Guaranteed, there'll be always something linked together the, with that. that. There's that connection. There's that connection yeah, for absolutely. them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's that's what we hoped for out of there. Like, sure. listen, you want to play, you want to win, but we did it the right way from the from the rooms. They roomed together. They drove together. They were basically like a pro or a college team for the week. People did their laundry. Sure. People. It was. We did it right, and and we're probably never going to be able to do it that way again. But no. for that week, that was that was magical. Yeah, it was. So now, before we get on to uh, funnier stuff, I, one one more <clears throat> serious note question for you: uh, What would you say is your biggest failure in life, and what what did you learn from it? Because we just talked about some good successes. Right, right. What do you think your biggest failure is, and what do you think you learned from it? Took from it. Oh boy, um, the. Probably, probably uh, a little slumping into a lot of uh, alcohol, you okay. know, uh, back in back in the time there, you know, and just something that got out of control for a while, 
you know, and then uh, brought know, it back. And let's see, obviously pulled pulled the nose pull, up on it. Pulled the nose up on it, you know. Pulled the brakes, and uh, you know, you learn from mistakes, you Absolutely. know. That, and, and something I'm not proud of, that's for sure, you know. Um, but we did a lot of heavy drinking when we were younger. Uh, kids, you know, a, it, listen, different we, we, era. I was going to say we grew up in different times. Different right. time. There's yeah. pictures of me on my father's lap with the beer bottle in the hand. Hey, listen, I think we, a lot of people had that. But oh yeah, everybody had the I Genesee. Think, yeah, the Genesee cream ale. We were we were the tail end of the group where the cops drove the person home. We yeah. did, yes. And now, forget about it. It's it's a group, yeah. it, now you're starting down a criminal path if if that's yeah. the road you choose. But. Yeah, that yeah. Usually when you're in the back seat now, it's because you're going to be going somewhere else. Yeah. It's yeah. not because you're yeah. going home. No, that's... but before yeah, there was a lot of uh, free rides. There yeah. was a lot of free rides back home. Sure, but again, you pull the nose up but, and yeah, you know, yeah. all the better for it. Yeah, I, I've never seen anybody not have to battle adversity before being successful absolutely so you know and we'll i'm sure we'll get into that a little deeper when we go through your businesses and how they transitioned and in and out but you spoke something of a picture picture of you you on your dad's lap where's the pictures of you in these cut off jean shorts and half belly shirts oh boy because uh were they like the mesh absolutely actually there was a pair of jams Oh shit! Hawaiian, a Hawaiian set-looking jam, very nice, with a Nike three-quarter shirt, black-sleeved white top, white front, like a like half a, shirt. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, with a pair of white socks pulled up to I was the knees. What did you have on feet that day? Oh, what yeah. shoes? Uh, Nikes that time. Yep. Yeah, I was a big Nike fan. Very yeah, nice. Big Nike. Fan. So he was like, uh, he was like Ezekiel Elliott back Perfect. in the day. Oh my God, boy. I, Terrible. And and if I'm not mistaken, you had a little crush on Gronk when we went to that Gronk camp. Didn't I you? definitely did. What was <laughs> he, going on yeah, with me? But it's, he's hard not to have a man crush Listen, on. There was a lot of lot of energy being pulled towards that man, dude. How fucking I was part huge of the, I was, was part, he? I was part of that energy. Remember, remember when we slapped him five in our hands, fit in his hand like a kid's hand? Well, I thought I thought I was That's uh, scary. Yeah, As a giant. I thought hand. I had a, I thought I had an infant hand compared to his. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Looks like the Burger King guy, the commercials. Jesus. But he, he's such a positive dude, and it, the energy it, around him, like like Tom said, the energy around him just pulled just, you oh, to him. Just pulled it right to him. Like yeah. he, I mean, that spike. Remember when he spiked that ball? That ball must have been fifty-five feet in the air. But it, it went over. Jesus. It went over the highest rung of the stadium. It's huge. Over a spike. A spike. Spike. And he said it was the highest spike to his life today. Yeah. He said the highest I ever spiked was at my camp. Wow. I have it on video somewhere. Yep. It's ridiculous. It he was spiked incredible. It over the top That's of wild. the over the top of the stadium. It was unbelievable. You ready for your five crazy questions? Yeah, we're gonna break into oh, five boy. five crazies. Um. The first, for those who haven't listened, hopefully you have already, on uh, our regular podcast, we do five crazy questions every week. I ask George five questions. He gives uh, me honest response. So, before we get rolling with these, we don't know what they are. Oh, boy. I don't know what they know. are. We, we strictly got to just shoot from the hip. Shoot from the so hip. So, we'll shoot from the hip. All right. We'll go for it. We'll go for and it. And then we, we throw them back at Winnie, because when he tries to dig me like he did last week, and... He said, "Well, what famous person would you have sex with?" And I, and then I threw it back at him. He goes, "My wife." Oh, Pansy, sure, absolutely, sure you did. Pussied up one hundred percent. He did. Listen, and then he says, "Lisa Marie Presley." So you want to get in trouble? <laughs> you know, no, I thought about it so much more after that. Yeah. yeah. And so, who was it? You really want to know? Yeah. Sure. She's, she's kind of older now, but I still think she's hot. 
It's not Paula Dean because that was mine. That was yours. No. <laughs> Mary Lou Henner has always been on my list. Is that the old gymnast? No, that was the redhead from Taxi. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Smoking. Yeah. yeah. And as she got yeah. older, she got better. Tony yeah. Danza say, hey. Yeah. Yo, hey. Yo. All, All right. right. Number All right. one. I think... Unfortunately, the conversation's already taken this out of you. Um, what's your closest near-death experience? Is it the bike accident? Um, or could it be the time you fell in your dump trailer in the back of the, on the side of the highway and couldn't get out for hours by yourself? That was no, that was scary. <laughs> that was definitely scary. But uh, no, nah, there was a. There's been a couple uh, couple death experiences almost. You know, with with that um, with with uh, driving the the pickup truck off the S turn. Where the where, fuck where was that? Right in, right in between two big twin maple trees. Holy shit. Did the trees catch the truck? Actually, the truck went sideways and fit in between them. Holy really? Shit. Yeah, that was pretty wild back that All time. Right. That, was a, that was a doozy. Was, was that here in Saugerty somewhere? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, up on High Falls Road, I believe it was. Wow. And, and who removed the truck from said trees? Uh, we ended up, about 20 of us grabbed the hold of that pickup and pushed it up here. through there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then wild. we drove it off and got it back to the party. And Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that was probably the, one of the worst ones, I have to say. Zero injuries? Zero injuries. But yeah. definitely but scared. The big left guy, or right six inches, you could have been dead. Left or right, the big guy was definitely watching. Oh, absolutely. Right. Number two. Is it embarrassing for a man to get a manicure or a pedicure? Nope. Now, you are a manly man, but where do you stand? Well, I'm going to say I did have my hands done one time. Was it for your wedding? It was painful. It, it, is, it is. I don't know how women do that shit every week. Painful. I've no, seen NFL was... quarterbacks do it all the time. Really? Well, because you got to figure wanna their, their right. hands yeah. got to be their most important. Yeah. I, I had a manicure before my first wedding. It was okay. It's yeah. nothing that I would ever do. Yeah. I had a fucking pedicure done after drinking a lot of beer and oh my. wild wings. Torture. And I hate having my feet touched. Yeah. I only agreed to it because the girl who was a friend of mine that I was with was paying for it. So yeah. Like, fuck it, I'll do it. I thought I was going to punt a fucking four-foot Chinese lady across the room. <laughs> I know. I it was know. terrible. Torture. The, the, the fingers were... were uh, it was like taking razor blades and just when they pushed some cuticles down it. and shit. Yeah, it was it was so hard. It hurt so bad. And you know, we're talking 50, 20 years, twenty five years ago that that I, I tried that with. So uh, you're gonna say not embarrassing, just not your thing. Just yeah, not definitely not my thing. Okay, for sure. Number three, what was your sex spot when you were sneaking around in high school? So when the Duke was Seaman on the prowl, Park. Seaman Park. Seaman well, up Park. in the back, up on the up hill. in the backwoods. No, pun intended or no pun intended? <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Mine was the old one in Ruby. Um, oh Christ! Went into Ruby, made the right there. Yeah, by the by the Serenity farm. Drive. Serenity, Serenity Drive. Drive at the up top. on the hill. There used to be no houses up there. Yeah. All the way up at the top of the hill. Mine was my bedroom because it's not cool to beat off in public. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> so dick. Well, it is That's what it funny. is. That's funny. All right, so. We're going to say you're a girlfriend. No names. It's just a random girlfriend. Oh, boy. How would you want your girlfriend to have taken 50 inches of dick? You can divide it up into multiple dicks of varying inches. What an idiot. So, like, one 50-inch dick, two 25-inch dicks, five 10-inch dicks. How do you want it done? See, this uh, is why you got to throw it back at him. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, um... That's why it's called five crazy questions. Yeah. Because you don't know what's coming at his Yeah, I'm going to have to say 25. 
25 inch dick? Two, yeah, you still look like a fucking oh. man regardless. <laughs> so you're saying the 20. Five inch. Yeah, six. twenty. You're the, five. So even if you're number twenty one, you're still the biggest one in the group. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Yep. That's yeah, fair. that's that's fair. That is very <laughs> yeah, that's fair. very fair. Did people do oral sex before showers were invented? They had to have. Of course they did. Them Romans didn't have showers. What would a cave woman snatch taste like? <laughs> you're fucking ass. You dude. are what a check. Uh, it's it more can't so be good. It's well, more so. Can you find the scene? <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> Just trying to find the part. Oh, that's a lot of water. A yeah. lot of water. A lot of water. Yeah. Dude, just in general, there wasn't deodorant. Then people yeah. had to stink like no fucking tomorrow, man. Every bit of that had to be terrible. That was five, but I'm, I'm going to come up well, with, let, with let's a bonus. Ask him, why don't we a ask him the one question. that we did the other day? Which one? Go ahead. Having to live with the pain, would you rather sit on your nuts or roll your ankle? I'd, I'd roll my ankle. Everybody said that. Yeah. Everybody said that. Would you rather get blindsided, full pads, get blindsided by Lawrence Taylor or take a line drive off the shin from Mike Trout's bat. Uh, line drive. Really? Absolutely. We're saying you're on the mound, line drive. Yep, line no, drive. I'll take the full, blindside. But you have full pads on. I don't care. That man is an animal. I'm not going right. to have somebody come slide I'm just thinking that blindsided that me. Fucking not. No, on your I, you know board. what? I've, I've, I've been through worse, you so I'm, you, I'm okay. You, you were I'm a football okay. player. <laughs> yeah. All right. Football players all go, yeah, no, fucking hit me. Yeah, and, yeah and no. Baseball players like, oh, I'll take a line yeah, drive. No, I'll me, take the line drive. I'm done. Yeah. All right, so we'll, you survived five. You crazy survived questions. five crazy. Awesome. We don't know if your marriage did, but you did. Yeah, no, I think my marriage will be okay. Yeah, yeah. My, you know who I'm going to hear from? Grandma. Jesus Christ, that Winnie's a sick pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, Mrs. Mack, I, I had to tone it down for a couple episodes, but I can't keep it that way I, forever. Yeah, I just can't bring my, I just can't bring myself to it. I, I, I gotta, gotta let the animal you out. Have to, gotta let the animal out. And and I tamed him, and then you see he comes back worse. Oh, oh yeah. So you don't really yeah. tame him. You're uh, just you're better just, off letting him be wild once a week because if I back him up a little bit, then it comes then back I, I worse. Say five, yeah. five bad ones. It's, yeah. It, yeah. All right. So why don't we roll right into coming out of high school? You didn't go to college. I know you, you had a welding degree. You did all these things. What was your first job? Okay, so um, I worked with my dad for uh, probably about four or five years um, uh, during the summertime. I did that. Uh, uh, while you were in high school? While I was in or high school. After school. Before, before high school, you know, when I was 12, 13, 14. Um, friends of mine... Uh, were on the wrestling team in Saugerties, mm-hmm. and I they they owned the car wash. Okay, uh, yep. Costellos. Yep. So yep. I worked at Sue's Car Wash. It was kind of like my first legitimate job outside of the you know the family. Right. You know, so I worked there um, one winter, and then I I moved on to Kmart. So oh, the, the, Kmart, the, Blue Ledge Special. Kmart huh? was not, you know, the retail life was not for me. <laughs> just, it was just not one of those places that I was going to go to for sure. So uh, after leaving that, you know, and back and helped Dad a little bit more on the summer times. Then I went to high school there, and I, I was in the BOCES program. So okay. I took uh, welding for two years. So then in in the, our senior year, we were able to um, go to work. Uh, Dorn school. Right. So would you end up like Feeney's Boatyard or something? So I was at Feeney's Boatyard. It was, was 
My <laughs> that was third. a shot in the dark. Yeah, but that's like the only spot around that has welders. Well, that was one of the biggest programs that Feeney's was involved with with the Bosies mm-hmm. to get the guys to Makes come there and work. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, they still do it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, then we went to uh, Benson Steel, then Roth Welding. Ladulce Machine Shop. I worked at nighttime there during high school. No shit. Yeah, I worked. The, I worked. I worked there, worked there for a little there. while after high school when I came back from the army. Yep. yep. That's that's mindless work, man. Yeah. Um, I just uh, you know. Now what go what goes on in there? They're stamping out pieces and. Well, I was in the line type shit. I was in the welding part of it. So the 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 robotic uh, arm that was welding these jig these pieces in couldn't get the final finish on a couple places. So I would. Finish that up by hand. Okay. But you literally weld the same piece for thousands of pieces for a day. Well, yeah, because it's a production. Yeah. You know, uh, so that was that was a little tedious. But, hey, in high school, when you were making five $600 a week. Oh, you know, hell yeah. Between fees that, and working at that's night. A good, it's working a good job. Yeah, we're talking 1990. That, yeah, that's, that's a yeah, big deal. You're, listen, you, you're, got, yeah. you're, you're the guy that buys the cases of beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, your buddies don't. You do. Yeah, you went. We would all go up to Palinville and yep. get the yep. springs in Palinville. Yep, up the springers. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, by by that time, we were a, we were able so, to buy beer in Sunoco's by that time. Shit. So oh, yeah. co- coming out of high school, so now you graduated high school. Now where are you working? Um, so coming out of high school, um, I, I did actually do a, a, a tour up there with uh, Roth Welding. That was after high school. Yeah. Um, then I went back. Uh, you know, I, I had to find my way again here, and then I, I got my CDL license, and I went back to work with my dad. So how old driving. were you when you got your CDL? Roughly? I was 18. 18? Yep. So then you went back with your dad? Went back with my dad. Yep. And now that was paving, right? He, that well, was the we, original Tommy DeSico paving? Yeah, that's the original Tommy DeSico paving. It was my father. He was in business since 1970 till 2010. Damn, okay. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 40 years. So you worked for your dad at 18, and then that went for a while, and then at some point there was a split off where you went on your own way, right? Right. I worked for my dad for 10 years. I worked I worked with him until I was 28 years old. Then I Early bought, 2000s? Yep, 2000. It was the year 2000, actually. 2000? 2000? 2000, 2001. And it was, so when that split off came, for whatever reason, was that where... DeSico Trucking came from? Tom DeSico Trucking or Drifco Transports? Or no. Uh, so Tommy DeSico Trucking came in from uh, 2000 when my dad left to go to Florida. Okay. And, um, you know, I took one of the dump trucks there and I, I uh, got a, got it from him. Yep. And I went into business myself on that. And then I, I did that trucking right up from 2001 till, um, I don't know, 20... Uh, 17 now was there a reason you didn't jump right back in was there a reason you didn't do paving then well or were you kind of burned out or uh, the paving part of it was kind of you know we, it was good and stuff but you know i just it was a lot easier to go to work by yourself in your own truck you right, know, as right. an owner operator you you just went and Probably you know none what of the stresses, right? None of the stresses you're dealing with now. No customers to have to deal with. Uh, with the, the the help was, you know, you didn't have a big payroll for the week, you know, and, unless you bought more trucks, you know. Right. We, did, we did have quite a few trucks anyway. I mean, I had four or five tractor trailers. So. Right. So when you started off, you started off with a dump truck, just running stuff for just people. running local, yeah. And then you grew to what? Did you then grow to like multiple dump trucks? Uh, I had 
I had just the one dump truck, and then I went into the tractor trailers and went into dump trailers. And I so remember at one point you had at least three trucks and three trailers. Yeah, well, that was just recent. That was, that was towards yeah. the end of your... Yeah, 2010 is when I really had a lot of them. But by 2017, when you're, you're ready to get out of the deal, that we're all friends by then, and we saw the toll oh, yeah. it took on you. Because yeah, well, you, I was you, going to practice. Come, I was coming to practice, dog tired, and yep. have to hop right back on the road after practice. Well, yeah. well that, we used to laugh because I work overnights, and you would drive overnight. Right. So we would bullshit till you got to Binghamton. Yeah. And then in the morning, I'd call you when I got out because now you're on your way back. On my way back. Yeah, so. Yeah. So in 2017, I decided to buy a paver. Uh, just a, a friend of mine had a paver he was going to sell, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, in full operating condition. I said, I'll give you X amount of dollars for it. And I and, said... And it sure wasn't foreign to you. I mean, you knew what you were doing. I knew exactly what I was doing with it. Um, you know, the uh, the repairs the repairs it needed, I was able to fix on our own, you know, on uh, at my shop. And, um, you know, I started doing a couple little driveways here and there uh, in 2017, 2016, 2017, right around there. And, yeah, the uh, fall, if I if I'm not mistaken, it was the fall. Yeah, right? it was near the fall. That was the year we won the championships, yep. double championships. Yes. yes, and yeah, you were doing it in yep. the fall. You were doing them on the weekends. Yep, we were, extra we were doing, stuff. doing a couple days during the week. We were doing a couple, and then we would do some on Saturday. Um, so we got going with that. So uh, a couple years go by, you know, and uh, I just had enough of the road. You know, I, I had enough of going out past Binghamton or out past. Uh, all the way out to Angelica, which was a, I don't know, six-hour ride almost. You know, yeah. it was like going to Buffalo. And every, every year, the, every year they'd screw you, and make you go further. Every, every so. year for three, two months, we'd have to go out to Angelica. Right. That so was tough. So now we're back to Tommy DeSico paving. So we went. Tommy, we right. went. You worked for your dad. You went to trucking. Now we're back to paving. Now we're current. What What's the biggest challenge you have right now, and how are you going to try? How are you trying to overcome it? Okay, so the biggest challenge I have right now is being able to do multiple positions in the company with estimates, the work, being on the job, managing the guys. You can't be in five places at once. I tried like hell. I'll tell you that. He does. But it it doesn't work out that well. So I ended up getting a good guy. I made him the foreman of of the crew. So he manages the guys. So I, he already relieved me with one of those guys already. Right, so. and, and in your commercial, you're on the roller. You're hand right. raking. You you've dumped. You've driven the dump truck if you needed. You're Absolutely. on the paver. It it you you're hands on everything. It's not like your guys ever. They say never, you can't do. You don't do it all because you do it all. They they can never say that they've seen the boss standing around. Because no, I, no, I no, never stand around. No, you no. can't. So if I gave you an extra $100,000 right now, how would you spend it on your company? Oh, I would uh, absolutely have a good time with that money. I would be buying <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm saying, I, like, how would you If how I would took you 100 grand to um, invest in my company right now, I would probably end up buying another paver and then uh, a couple, uh, you know, another roller. Um, but that would probably eat up that money already. Oh, it would eat so, it up quick. So... So I'm pretty much down to the, just the two things. But well, with two it, machines, how quick can you recoup it? Well, with the two machines, it's just more of a convenience. One for putting a stone down and then one putting the blacktop down. Okay. So that was a But the blacktop's got to get there, right? The blacktop's got to get there. But, you know, the, the thing about trucks. Uh, well, you're a mechanic, so you can right. fix trucks. You know, I've, I've been around these trucks since I was 12 years old, okay? There's nothing that I can't accomplish with one of them trucks. 
Yeah. Okay. Even with the, the electronics. Well, you just trucks. recently did a engine swap. We just did an engine swap in one of the trucks within a week. Right. You know, a good friend of mine who came and helped us out. Another one uh, gave us a hand, and, and we swapped it out. We found a parts truck to put it in, and it, and the truck's up and running. Uh, it's funny yeah. because just a little side note story that Tommy can pretty much fix anything on the spot. Remember the shit with the friggin' uh, generator? We couldn't get it started in the shop. Uh, yeah. Ten minutes later, right, running. right. I mean, yeah. he knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Went from dead to to running in ten minutes. Right. You know, that's that's one thing I can say that I'm I'm really thankful for with with my family, of what they. Have taught me throughout my life of mechanic stuff. You know, my dad and my uncle, um, and my, my you know the rest of them too. You know, yeah. but you know that them skills, their life, yeah, their life skills. They're not just a skill. You just throw today, away. You yeah. throw away. The, this, the, you're going to use it all the Right. The shit we had to go through, and he hated it at the time when you were. When I was a kid, we had a hand pump water. When the when the thing would go, we yeah. have to go out to the well. Uh, you're always oh get a pair of pliers to turn this shit would always break and my dad would teach me how to do it and I hated it right. I'm like why can't you just buy fucking shit that works right. but now here if anything ever shit ever hits the fan I know how to survive well I'll tell and, you and that's the difference that's so funny that you say hand pump because when I moved from Kingston because I was a city kid you yeah. know I was I was kind of like a city you kid. had municipal water you yeah had everything. we had everything yeah. right there right when I got up to Glasgow and I walked in that uh, backyard and I saw one of those things I didn't know what the heck to say <laughs> I said what the hell is that thing and all of a sudden, dad, there's a giant all of a sudden my dad my dad my, my dad grabs a hold of the handle and starts pumping it and water's coming up and I'm going what in the world is going on here? <laughs> you what know, they I, that's not that. a faucet that you turn on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was all the way up here in the country. My grandmother used to call and say to my dad, hey, um, is it is it cold up there? It's 10 miles. It was 7 miles. That's hysterical. From, oh, from that's East, so funny. From East Chester Street. Seven miles. Is it cold up there? Like That's just the mentality from yeah. then to now, Hey, right? Tom, is it cold up there? Oh, so boy. away from Tom the businessman for a minute. Uh, what's one thing about you that would really surprise people that think they know you? Somebody that really thinks they know you. What's something that would surprise them? Oh, jeez. I mean, it can be anything. It could be... Do you have uh, a, a deep-down love for something special? Uh, you know, besides your dog, Daisy. Just <laughs> Besides Daisy and Bear. Well, I was, eat I'm your a, fucking hand off that dog. <laughs> I don't know if you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a real big dog lover. I, I, you know, um, we lost a dog uh, just, you know, last year. Um, he was you know, your buddy. Was, Bear was your buddy. He was yeah, my buddy, and practice. you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, I wasn't never a big dog lover. I never really showed a lot of that to people and stuff. But I always had a good. I always loved dogs. Yeah. You know, and um, I think they're a great, great animal. But you know, I'm not a. I'm not a really big guy in that stuff you know i'm pretty much all out you know and everybody knows that i'm right what about in the kitchen can tommy cook i can cook i got i can i can make a hell of a uh, lasagna naked chef naked (laughs) naked tom yeah um we do some cooking you know donnie doesn't the sausage twice in his last recipe (laughs) (laughs) donnie doesn't like it when i cook because she she don't like the dishes that i leave so So, you're not the clean as you go. Uh, yeah, no, I don't clean up. Yeah. I, I, I can attest to this. When we've gone camping for the camp with the kids, yeah, he, he cooks unbelievable. Yeah, but but the rhubarb pie is the best that the your mother-in-law p- makes. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Who do you attribute to your ability to cook to? 
Um, like for me, it would have been my grand, both of my grandmothers. Yeah, the, well, my grandmother had to cook for an army. You know, pretty so much. Yeah, when, when we were there during the week, because we were able, we were right down the road, so we were there every night. You know, and she was always cooking something there. Or my, if it wasn't them, it was my aunts that lived right around the block. Yeah, you know, my other aunt, she was, she always cooked, and then we always were in the kitchen and stuff with her. You know, and so we're you, always eating. Your your natural curiosity gets you like, how do I do this, or what do yeah. I do for that? Yeah. Or do you, what do you add to your whatever? Yeah. Plus, the Italian cookbooks are the best. You always got to look at those. You know. Can't cook a corned beef. No, I can't cook <laughs> I can. It's a, it's a pinch of this and a punch of that. Punch Boy, of that. my father used to hate that corned beef because, you know, my mom would try to do that Irish thing. and <laughs> you, you can't put spaghetti sauce. You cannot. No, let me change that. You can't put gravy on you a corned beef. You can't put red gravy on that. That's right. for red sure. Red gravy, that's great. Yep. All right, so going back to Tommy Segal Paving a little bit, how hard do you find it to find reliable help? Everyone I talk to around here, they're like, nobody wants to work. Yeah, and you're busy, like you said, you're loaded up. So, how hard is it for you to find people that are reliable day in and day out to show up to work? Well, I'll tell you, I've gone through quite a few guys already. You know, um, you know, it's my reputation, it's my name on the job. That's the biggest thing that uh, keeps us going. So, if you don't perform, you can't work here. Right. So, finding help is very tough. I mean, it is probably the one. Well, finding it might not be the tough part. Keeping the good help. Keeping the good help. Where, yeah. Where you reach it. You know, oh. blacktop's a, a blacktop is an, an an art. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, a raker. When I remember, I was you brought that you, guy along. I, yeah. I, I I have a raker. People are like, oh, you can rake blacktop. No, you got to have an eye for black for the blacktop. You got to make sure that that water runs off the driveway. You got you can't have puddles. You know, biggest thing is puddles. And thickness, you know, you want to make sure you have a good thickness of, of material put down because the customer wants to know what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. And you don't want puddles, you know. So they're like right. the biggest things. You've got to make sure that that water runs. So you, you don't know? want any dips in it. You no always dips, make sure no it roller runs marks, off, you know. It's so it's so leading back to just one of the things was when I was younger and we were paving, that was one of the biggest problems my father had, getting good help. And he had one right-hand man, you know, God bless his soul, you know, uh, Mickey Stashio. He was the, one of the greatest guys in Kingston that could break blacktop. And then you take care of that guy because that's your guy. Right. So your, your other guys fall into place eventually. But the crew I got now, they're, they're very decent guys. They, they try hard. They just, you know, everybody's got to get a little niche for something. Yeah. And, and they're, we're showing them. You know, the guy that I have now... And myself, we are showing the the guys and teaching them as we go, you know. So hopefully that they come back for next year and we can do, you know, do a bigger and bigger and better things. Listen, and it's funny. It's all aspects of life where teamwork, teamwork is from from the football field to the baseball diamond, absolutely to your job site. It's all about teamwork. It's it's all about being respectful. You know, to to the to the guy that is giving you the job, you know, um, having respect for your coaches, right? Yep. So we always teach that and stuff. Uh, you know, just showing up and, and wanting to be there. You know, that's that's like the biggest part of getting good help. You got to have that kind of guy. If you don't fit in with the guys, right? Because right. you're it, lazy and you right. don't want to work. There's no room for you there. You know. So is there is there anything that's taking you over the hump, like? Was there one big job that got out there or any 
you know, anything, what, what's taken Tommy DeSico Paven from two years ago, really not even existing, right? to now your book's solid and, you know, your name's out there and people are stopping you on the side of the road to do whatever you do? Yeah, so, um, you know, I wanted to say, you know, uh, hats off to you because you, you've been a big part of, of uh, helping me out with the um, advertising. Um, you know, the biggest uh, job that we did so far this year was the um, owner from Marabella's. That was a huge job. It was a huge, huge job we job. did at his house. It was 163 ton, and wow. we did we did that in a day with um, with the crew. Um, I, I ended up hiring two owner-operators with their dump trucks to help us with ours, and it was a big job, very big job. And, and it came out great. Brendan. And that was stonework first, right? Well, Correct. We had, yeah, we had to go in. It was a three-day job. And it then was, you built the edges up of the road on the. Yeah. I remember seeing that where you. I remember you not having sleep before that. Oh, I worried because he was trying to worry about how to put shoulders in on the side of the road, and he yeah. had this idea to run it through his paver. Right. And it worked. And it worked. That was one thing I I was always curious of that paver that I bought, the way it's set up. And I said, man, I, I think I can do some kind of shoulder work with this thing, and I got to figure it out. And and that job presented the opportunity. Just happened to show, and I'm like, I, I mean, I lost probably eight hours of sleep that <laughs> night. Right. I was so all of it. Yeah, I was there. Brendan was looking at me, and he was like, "You all right?" I'm like, "I am so tired right now, but man, I'm so glad this is working." You know, it's like working like. The best thing, the uh, mad scientist in the lab, making sure. Yeah, so you know, um, you know, it was a three-day job. You know, we were there uh, cleaning it all out and everything. We had to put the stone down and stuff, get it all prepped up, and then uh, we had to build some shoulders for it because the the way the the land was, um, it was it was off an embankment. So we ended up having to put a little extra material in on sides and then pave it. Well, you know, the next the the sec the third day we were there for the um, blacktop and we started early morning and we got done around seven o'clock at night and it was a very long day and it was a hundred oh yeah it was the hottest day of the summer so three degrees that day or 102 degrees on top of blacktop is made at 350 so by the time the blacktop is brought to me it's around 300 275 degrees it's cooking it's cooking it's cooking and it's right underneath you but seven o'clock that night, everybody's pulling out of the job site. How do you feel? Unbelievable! It was the most incredible feeling to walk down and take pictures of everything and say, "Wow, I know how much I can do now. Now I know what kind of tonnage we can do for the day with this paver and what my crew can handle." And you know, it, it set a goal. It set a goal of hey. Don't be afraid to go ahead and grab that job that's 250 ton. You know, we'll do it. In, we'll do it in two days. But if you can get that one that's 120 ton, go ahead and get at it with obstacles, not just an not just a big flat area. Yeah, now these working. are. Yeah, <laughs> there's. You know, we had the 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 nice stone wall that was Same. next along to the house. All had to be tamped and everything. You know, all yeah, nice. You're not, and, you're not paving the fucking target parking lot here. No, those kind of jobs like that are far and few. And and when the, those do come up, usually the big companies get them because they they're geared up for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you would probably make less money doing something like that. Then I would probably lose money. Yeah. 
Yeah. So later that night, I threw the video together from the 24 Cross Media stuff right. that I do, and that thing took off. It did. It took off. We had, what, 1,800 hits in an hour and a half or two hours or something like that? It, yeah, it's, it was. Yeah, It, it was, was something really crazy, and yeah. now you're full on. It, it, you know, like I said uh, before uh, to George, we were driving down the road. I had a, a, a gentleman, a younger kid, stop me and, and say, you got to come over and take a look. I saw you on video on Facebook, on your Facebook page, and I, I, you have to do my driveway. You just have to do my driveway is what he said to me. And I said, all right, well, let me go look at it. And, and you know. <laughs> you got some celebrity status. Yeah, I'm like feeling like a big shot, you know, because this younger kid's looking up to me saying, man, this, this is really cool. I saw your video. And I'm like, man, I'm, well, all right, no problem. So I went and looked at the job, and, and, and he, I told him how much the job was going to be. And he said, when can you put me on your schedule? And I'm like, I'll, I'll put you on right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, we went and did, did the job, and, boy, I'll tell you, he was tickled pink. And, and, that, and that's the teamwork. Yeah. That's the teamwork. So another part of our team is, to touch on for a minute, is Marissa. Marissa came up with those great shirts. Excellent. I gave her the idea, you know, for what we were looking for for that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand. Uh, you know, I'm trying to start a, a media company. Right. And you're my outlet because you have Tommy DeSico Paving. You're trying to grow. Uh and, you know, I do it for any of our guys. Absolutely. Um, but we reached out to Marissa. I said, hey, look, I think blue will look really good with these shirts. And they jumped right out. The color the color of the shirting was picked out great. The, design, Tom, the design was was awesome. You know, it was a, it was a great – it was a great cut, clean, nice Yeah, nice design, font. You it know, was – everything nice was font. clean, yeah. And then she just, you know, she put her touch on it. Right, yeah. You know, and made it look perfect. You know, uh, she called me over, come and take a look at them. I said, all right. And then, you know, she centered up the one side there for my size. Yep. You know, because I'm a little wider. and uh, Broad shoulder. I'm more broad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she centered that thing there, and, and, and you know, the shirts came out great. And then before you know it, she banged out 30 of them for me. And that that, that was just marketing, just talking, because we went from – T-shirts, uh, tank tops, this, and then once you get everybody in in line and they look like a team, right? And now you you got the video going, and now you got the trucks all lettered and matching. It now it starts to pull together. So yeah. it went from you know we, we pulled each other along. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know my you know George has been a a, a great help. You know. Um, with I the believe the end of that day, I picked up a broom and was sweeping the end yeah, of that driveway. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like George, put the drone down and grab a broom. And just, just I worked harder than his drivers did that day. Oh, the poor guy was sweating. The guys were dying on that job because of the heat, but they they pulled it through. No, know? no, that was an excellent job. And if anybody yeah. uh, hears it, look at Tommy DeSico Paving on Facebook. It's an amazing, uh, amazing job the video the video that video at the end where you can see yeah you're high up in the mountains and you're just looking down at what a job you did yeah that was that's that's impressive he's got a a, a beautiful place yeah. there and then we just added our touch to it and it it's phenomenal matter of fact he called me back to do something else now nice so, that's awesome you know return customers are hard because once you, once, do, you pave the job. once you pave the job it's good for uh, quite a while now, until you want to move on well that kind of sprung off of how you started doing seal coating, remember? Because we had that conversation. Yeah. We're like, 
Well, if you're paving the job in a year or two, who's going to come seal coat it? Right, right. And then so now you got that hot tar little thing. That yeah. So the car I wish Griffin was a little bit older right now, where he could be <laughs> riding around and just seal coating. Because I'll tell you what, if he picks up the crumbs, I leave. Right. He's he's golden. Right. He's All he's got to do himself. is have a little more drive. Yeah, you know he's a kid. I mean, he's got no. I know. He, I'll tell you, he works right alongside me most of the time. Anyway, when he was, and when he doesn't know, get before, fired well, three before times the in mod, a day. before <laughs> yeah, before the mod shop started. Yeah. How, how but, many times have you actually fired him in a day? I, I've seen him do it three. I fired him twice. You did in one day. In one yeah, day. in one day. Yeah. How does he yeah. talk his way back on? Are you just saying, well, get he, over here? Well, he brings me a sandwich. Oh, okay. He, he goes to sleep in the truck for a couple hours. <laughs> when he's fired. When, he's, when he got fired, right? <laughs> then he goes and brings lunch to Dad. And then when he brings lunch to Dad, Dad says, all right, well, come and help out. And he comes and helps out for five minutes. And, and he's then he fired again. Yeah, and then he don't want to do it. And then he gets fired again, and then he goes back to the pickup and turns the AC on and goes back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, what kind of firing is that? It's the greatest thing, you know? But at the same time, there's been pictures where that kid's out busting his butt some days. You see the pictures with him and Marco with the shovels yep. and the hard hats. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, I've, I've seen him with the backpack on, yeah. leaf blown with, with his boots blowing. and all that, yeah. He, yeah. he he works he works he can, harder for you than he does on our football practice field. Though. Absolutely. He, <laughs> yes. I think you might have to pay him more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got <laughs> to pay him with sandwiches. Sandwiches at the end. Donuts. I got a meatball sub for you at yeah. the end if you yeah. just run this lap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, taking Griffin with you for work can get expensive. For oh yeah, lunch them and two sausage egg and cheese. Oh, and all that oh yeah. I, I, listen, I saw the damage you could do with a freaking Waffle House. Oh, forget so, it. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So 15 years from now, where do you? Because I'm. The, the reason I could have used any number of years. 15 years from now, you're going to be 63 years old, right. retirement age. Yep. Griffin's going to be 27. Where do you see yourself 15 years from now? What do you what do you see or what do you want from your company or for your future from this? Like, right. what, what are you looking for? Well, so hopefully, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to follow a little bit in my dad's footsteps of, of heading – South heading south for the for the winter, you know, be the snowbird, um, just for a couple months uh, out of the year, you know, take a nice break. Yeah. Um, you know, in 15 years, I'm hoping to be uh, quite successful with the business and and a little bit bigger, maybe not not too much bigger, um, but I, I I foresee myself just continuing my hard work of of what we're doing, and I don't I don't really see myself at 63 stopping. Or slowing down. Now, at some point, do you see? I, I don't know. I mean, kids are kids; they don't know what they want to be. Do you see Griffin working, like working for you or with you? Where, hey, Dad, go down south. I got you for the winter. Yeah. Whether, whether you bring in now, now that's that's another thing. Like another sidetrack. Winter time is tough because you don't pave in the winter. Are right. you gearing up for something for the winter? At least a little bit. Well, I know last year you did a lot of that welding and stuff, but you can't. Right. So I was doing a lot of welding on other people's stuff and everything last year. You know, we, we always need the money, so it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. Right. So um, that was just something that fell into place. This year, maybe we'll take on another project or two, you know, just to, you know. Just to get you through just those to get months. Through, you know, just mess around, you know. But um, for the most part, we're going to do a little a little more maintenance, a little more cleaning. You know, we did Black Betty up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Old Black, Black Betty, Betty. Uh, dump truck that we did uh, last winter. Uh, probably do another one this year. Um, so we'll we'll uh, work in the shop a little bit, go on vacation maybe. We'll see. That's good. Good. Well, I mean, 
wrapping it up. You got that one final. Uh, two two final things. Okay. In here. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get off easy. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. The, the first was just a little anecdote that George and I were talking about, I think, off, off mics the other day. You're never short for words. You like to talk. You're you're a person. You did a lot guy. better tonight than we thought. We thought you were really. Gonna, yeah. We thought your asshole was going to slam shut. And you you freeze thought it was right going to pucker right up. Little, huh? little well, we've seen it before. I don't and, know and about this is that. where it comes. This is what okay. I'm getting to. All right, let's go. Tommy loves talking to people. He he'll be at football practice talking to the parents. Comes yep. back. We are in a fucking playoff game, and I go to you on the sideline. Halftime. 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 What do we need to do in the second half, coach? <laughs> And you fucking froze up. I froze. And you gave me hold the line. Hold the line. That's what ball. I mean. That was yeah. Locked you, up. Uh, I was just like stunned. First <laughs> off, I was like, "Why is he talking to me right now?" Because I'm in. A, I'm, I'm on halftime. I'm thinking about the game, and you put me right hold on the, the spot like that in front of the people, and I was like, "Jesus, hold the line." <laughs> I was gonna say for a guy that's never short on words, we only got three out of you that day. And that I tell was, you. That, that was, was classic, classic, right? It was. Absolutely. It was a classic, for sure. All right, so the question I want to end with, if in 100 years science fails the human race and the only thing that's left is a book about your life, what's the title of the book? And the little blurb on the inside cover, what's that brief synopsis say? Oh, my goodness. Boy, you really got me stunned there now. Well, it would probably be uh, the life of of, uh, Tommy DeSico would be the Tommy DeSico paving. Or the crazy life of Tommy? Crazy life of Tom or (laughs) somewhere's in that subtitle. Wouldn't it be the Duke? I don't know. I'd say the legend, the myth, you know, the the, the legend, the, the legend, the legend of the nuts. Yeah. The legend of the legend of Tommy DeSico. Yeah. I, you know, I got a lot of stories. AKA I mean, the Duke. I could probably <laughs> fill this thing up, your book up for three times over hours. Yes, yeah, sure. you know, I mean. But I guess if you if you want people a hundred years from now to know. In a paragraph. In a paragraph, I would have Tommy. to. Well, what do you want them to know? I would have to say, you know, a, a, a hardworking man, a devoted husband, you know, um, a great father, great coach, um, guy that was passionate about everything he's done and and succeeded in life with, you know, and uh, just kept on pushing through all the bad times and the good times, you know, and just kept himself, kept himself afloat to make sure that everything was straight and narrow you know and just that and I was, think at the end of the day if all of us could say that we've li- lived a successful life so that's a great great way to yeah it's a great finish right there yeah yeah so thank, we, we yeah, didn't bust you. your balls too bad no hey man i was i really thought i was gonna get tortured here no. I, I really yeah, did dude, we went over an hour it didn't even feel like it did. I, I just looked over at the clock and i said I did a good job. Yeah, it and, and it didn't feel like it. It's easy. It's a, it's no, it was when, great. When, when you're good like this and it's just, yeah. like I told you, we're not going to beat you up. We're yeah. just going to yeah, just more, get to the bottom of it. I have more it. to say than hold the line. Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> That's amazing. We yeah. thought it was going to be a real short one. Here's Tommy DeCicco. Hold the line. And we're done. <laughs> we're done. And that's it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and my wife and the kids, you know, they, they're the ones that keep me rolling. You know, they yeah. really do. My son is, you know, all all to me. I mean, you know. A lot of fathers say that and stuff, but I mean, Griffin really—he—he he was the one that brought the light out 
from, from the dark Tommy. From the dark Tommy. Yeah. You know, from the guy that was the wild man. You know, uh, so well, you it, want him to walk in your shoes, not it becomes despise you kind of. You know, I want him to learn about yeah. how good I am now. Then, well, that's that's I try to have my son always see the better side. Better side. This whatever the bad of me is, I don't want him to have that. I want him to have my good parts, not my Absolutely. bad parts. When you realize you're the one now setting the example, yeah. When you got to set, yeah, a different ball game. It, it's definitely yeah. a different. And ball listen, game. as dads, and we're none of us are perfect. No. But the best you can do is wake up every morning trying to be the best that you can be. Absolutely, you know, you, you, we're only human, right? So, Absolutely. so we do. We we learn by our mistakes. We we just keep on going, you know, and and make sure that we don't fall into any bad habits or sure. bad problems. And and we learn by our mistakes of oh, I know I can't go down that road. I got to go yep. this way now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I I could say it's truly been. An absolute pleasure to have you here tonight. It's awesome. I love I'm it. So happy you got you came. You out just got to listen more. He's listening yeah. like one episode. <laughs> I listened to the first episode. And I was like, okay. Oh, I, this is forty minutes. I tell him, listen goes, on your drive. Yeah, that's he goes, it. He goes forty minutes long. I go forty minutes long. I says I can't listen to forty. I can't even pay attention for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Never, you know. Now it kind of, you know, that ADD stuff is starting to kick in a little bit yeah, to yeah. me here. You know, so. Yeah. But no. yeah, no, it's been a pleasure working, you know, coming here with you guys and and and, and talking it's, and bullshit. It's, 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 you know, it's three buddies shooting the shit, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, we're definitely. Listen, listen, you ever grow? You know, your company grows more. You're putting something new out there. Don't don't be afraid to get in. Absolutely. On on a podcast and let us know. Yeah, we'll bring absolutely. you right in, and we'll bring George, it. We'll George says it to me all the time. He's like, "You got to bet on yourself," and it seems like in the last. A few years, you've really doubled down and bet on yourself, and it's really paying dividends. It, it, it is. It is. It's. It's. You know. Listen, I know what it's like to be broke. Okay. It ain't no fun. No, it's, it's no not. fun. You know, uh, from a kid that was making five, six hundred dollars a week uh, in high school, down to barely making grocery money for the for the couple months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know what it's like. Between these hour times <laughs> yeah. from when I was 18 till the time I was 47, 46 years old. So I know what it is for hard times and not hard times. There you go. And, uh, you know, a lot of this has paid off. Good. Thank Good. God. We're, we're, glad, we're glad to see you. I'm sure this thing's going to take off like a rocket. Can't wait. Because everybody, everybody's been angling, when's that Tommy coming? Oh. When's that Tommy when you see the picture that's attached to it, I don't know if you'll be so excited. Oh, uh, you better not be putting that one picture that I think you're putting there. Oh, you might not. <laughs> yeah, wise guys. Yeah. Oh, greatest picture yeah. ever. That is the that is it's yeah funny. classic. Well, didn't even know what I was thinking. I'm like, what was wrong? All with me? the bear in the northeast are gonna love you. <laughs> oh yeah. Take us home, yeah. Winnie. My wife goes, "What are you doing? Sending that." to george we're not sure <laughs> we're not sure that was a big mistake listen for our guest tommy DeSico, thanks again for Thank gmac you. this is winnie this is the outlaw blitz interview podcast take it deep the outlaw blitz podcast has been a 24 cross media production